Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of TP with TP. That's the podcast with Tom Polos. We have an amazing program for you guys today. From MTV's The Inbetweeners, Alex Franca joins me, as does singer-songwriter Joe Gillette. Also, a guy from my apartment complex claims he's going to drop by. I'll believe it when I see it. Hopefully you guys will hear it. You're listening to the podcast with Tom Polos, a.k.a. TP with TP. All right, welcome back to TP with TP. I'm here in studio with the one, the only, the Alex Franca. Alex, am I pronouncing that right? That's right, Tom. Alex or Franca? Which one am I pronouncing right? Both. You're correct. All around. Perfect. Now, Alex plays Carly, not to be confused with iCarly, on the MTV hit comedy, uh, The Inbetweeners, uh, which airs what time? Mondays at 10.30, 9.30 Central. What's your favorite? Do you prefer Eastern Central Pacific Mountain? What's your time? I actually get the Eastern on my TV, so yeah. I kind of forget... To watch the West Coast feed? Here at <laughs> I'm like watching it at 7.30. I'm like, hey. The show originally aired August 20th, 2012. Yes. But you filmed this when? 1998? Oh my gosh, it feels like it. Um, we filmed it last year. We kind of wrapped around this time. I got back to LA November 1st. so. And it takes place... Anywhere USA, pretty much, you know, any place where there's a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. And you filmed it in Florida. We did. We filmed it at Universal Studios, which was awesome. Like, we went through all the studios, and there was a plaque that said, this is where The Price is Right was filmed. And I was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you filmed it in Florida. A year goes by. When did you think it was actually coming out? Did you think it was coming out around this time, this whole um, no, process? It's, it's interesting because... It takes place, the first season is kind of like the fall semester of our sophomore year. But we had always kind of thought that it was going to come out around spring break time. So it's nice because it kind of goes hand in hand. Like the homecoming episode that airs, that's our finale, is kind of when homecoming would be. Um, but I'm bummed because we don't get a Halloween episode, which like I would have totally been into. Um, but who knows, maybe in the future. <laughs> Now, when this show came out, everyone who watches it that I know and that I read online like it when they watch it. But the problem with a lot of new shows when you're promoting them is getting people to watch it. What revelations, if any, or thoughts have you had on the promotion process of your show? What do you think you would have done differently, the show would have done differently, when going about getting people to watch it? Because everyone who, like I said, who watches it likes it, but that's such a hard thing for any show to do, get people to watch. Right. I think that MTV definitely relied on the fact that it was a huge hit in the UK, but I don't know if they were quite expecting the backlash that it was also going to get, because a lot of the British fans hate it without even seeing it. I mean, they of saw course. our pictures and they were just like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And, you know, it's nice. I've had a few people tweet me and say, you know, I'm, you know, living at in England. At Alex Franca, at, in case anyone is paying attention. At Alex Franca, that's right. <laughs> I live in England and your show, I like them just the same. I mean, it's, it's a different show. With the UK, not issue, but with the UK remake as the United States version of it, what criticisms have you gotten that you agree with, that you disagree with? What do people say, I like this more about this show, I like this more about the UK version, I like Emily Head more than Alex Franco? What do people say? Well, people tend to like the American Carly <laughs> a little bit more. I think they like the brunette. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people were, you know, they fell in love with these four guys. And, of course, who can blame them? They were very specific characters, and all four of those actors are hilarious. And so I think... 
our guys can't be those four guys. And when they are too much alike or too much different, that's a problem because then they're either copying or they're not staying true to what people feel, you know, Simon should be like or Jay should be like. And really, I mean, Bubba, Jay, Markel, and Joey all love the original series. They're all huge fans. They just want to take these characters and do it their own way. They're not trying to replicate anything or make it too different. They're just trying to be true to their circumstances that the characters get put through. Being truthful to the writing is also a struggle that some of these great writers that you work with on the show, some of the writers of Arrested Development, who I love, John Levenstein, Brad Copeland, these guys are great. Yes. Um, Have you heard from them about the stylized choices they had to make to make it um, available to the American ear? The dialogue, the choices, the different ways kids in each school interact, whether they're in a UK school, a private school, or they're in an American public school. How is that Right, I mean, schooling is definitely a lot different here. Um, For one example, it's huge for, you know, the guys after they graduate to go on basically like this huge vacation and then kind of decide if they want to go to college or what have you. Um, I know that Brad and John definitely took a lot from their work on Arrested Development. We have like callbacks, characters pop up every once in a while that maybe aren't huge characters, but you remember them, like the the molester guy, you know, he was in a couple of episodes. Um, but then we have a bunch of great young writers who really just take their high school experiences and that's how the show is written from their own experiences. The masters, the one where they bid on the senior slaves that actually happened to our writers. So... <laughs> You know, that is their high school experience. <laughs> How has the release of the UK's version of The Inbetweeners movie affected the US show, The Inbetweeners, as far as promotion, as far as people getting confused, as far as people seeing a negative review of the UK movie and it potentially impacting your viewership? You know, I think more confusing is when the rumors came out that there was going to be an American version of the UK Inbetweeners movie. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the truth to that is. I know that Ian and Damon are writing an in-betweeners type movie for an American studio. Um, People were confused about that. I got plenty of people asking me, oh, are you guys going to do the movie then too? Which doesn't make sense because, you know, the boys are graduating and they're going on their holiday and, you know, our guys are still in the middle of their sophomore year. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. The movie's really funny. We all got to watch it when we came back from filming. How much do you get to do with your show? Do you get to talk to Brad and John and Ian? Do you have any sense that the current American cast has input into story and storylines, or is it so already scripted because it's a remake? Well, we did table reads before we went out to Orlando. So last summer we sat down and we read all 11 episodes. The The finale hadn't been written yet. Um Brad had taken plot points from the original series, but there are only like, I don't know, like 12 episodes in the series because, you know, the UK version, their seasons are so short. So we really didn't have, you know, a lot to take from. So he he picked specific things that he really liked. And then we read the scenes out loud and he would kind of know if they kind of worked you know, just by us speaking out loud. And then when we were filming, if something felt wrong, you know, we could speak up, but honestly, they they really just got it. 
you know, like they did a really good job of, of creating these five characters and Mr. Gilbert, who's hilarious, played by Brett Gelman and Will's mom, Christine Scott Bennett. I mean, I don't think there was ever really a problem where someone was like, oh, I don't know about this. Can we change it? You know? Yeah, and I know no, one thing you wouldn't change has been the some of the stuff you've been able to do in promoting the show. You've been to some award shows. Yes. You've been to some other fun, fancy interviews. Not quite like this. <laughs> this is awesome. My favorite so far. Big time. <laughs> um, what can you tell us any side stories about some of the uh, media events you've been on so far? Oh, my gosh. Anything rad? Anything out of this world? <clears throat> I think just being, like, five rows away from Katy Perry and Rihanna at the... It kept you wide awake. MTV Music Awards. I kind of was looking around, and I was just like, whoa, this is my life right now? That's pretty insane. And MTV has a lot of smaller functions where they invite the cast of Awkward and Teen Wolf and the new show Underemployed. Um, and so we get to meet each other, and they formed great friendships that way. Um, I do kind of have a funny story. When I was walking the red carpet for the MTV... Um, music video awards I was about to cross the street it was at the Staples Center and there was this two-story red carpet so my feet are killing me I'm in these like super tall pumps which I loved but killing me and all of a sudden these security guards come out of nowhere and they're like everybody back up back up back up and we're just like oh my gosh what's going on this truck comes driving through and these huge like black boxes are set out the wrong box or black boxes (laughs) the right box (laughs) I don't know felt wrong at the time Um, (laughs) on the street that we needed to cross to get into the Staples Center and so everybody's just kind of standing there like what is going on all of a sudden music starts playing Demi Lovato comes out she's like singing her (laughs) song and then all of a sudden the security guard covers his ears bends his head down goes one two three and on three huge fire flames pop out and everybody kind of gets like almost singed you know what I mean like we're just far enough away to where we still have our eyebrows and he gave you no warning not I mean they did tell us to back up he gave you a three two one he just literally like did it for himself though yeah 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 yeah. it's his x-factor in the line yeah and so I kept my eye on him for the rest of the song because every time he went to like cover his ears I was like it's time to take a step back (laughs) Alex Franco from Sugarland, Texas. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Sugarland, Texas? Um, can I be really corny and say my family and friends? <laughs> Absolutely. You can be whatever you want if that's Alex Franca and if that's Sugarland, yes. Texas. <laughs> Super sweet. Spe- um, <laughs> yeah, I miss them like crazy. Now, if there's anything you can um, bring back from your family, it must be food. I know you like baking. I know. In your downtime, you probably just sit in the kitchen and design things. <laughs> or you rehash old family recipes. And there's yes. a story going around Hollywood right now <laughs> that you've given away your family recipe. That you, you make these famous sugar cookies. And I'm not going to sugarcoat this. But you've completely given away the family recipe on TV. And and Mom's not happy about it. Yeah, Mom was a little upset. I, I did this cool segment for Nylon TV, um, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I decided to bake my my family secret sugar cookie recipe, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, it's it's in like a 1963. Well, you said secret in that. I know. I so. think, I don't know if like I added secret, <laughs> you know, to make it a like a little more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the secret 
The secret's the out. The secret's out, yeah. Cat's out of the bag <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so what is the secret ingredient? You've already given it away. Why can't you tell my listeners? I will. You know, a lot of people think sugar cookies are just supposed to be these super sweet, sugary cookies. I, I but am in, one of those people. Exactly. But in ours, we put orange extract. And it gives it kind of like a, more of like a shortbread taste, I guess. Okay. Is that in addition to something or replacing something? In addition, it's it's the normal stuff, but then you do the little bit of orange extract. And technically, in the original recipe, it calls for orange peel, but I don't get that fancy. Right. Aren't you glad you just told all of our listeners? <laughs> I, <am. laughs> I mean, it's been appealing for all of us. Um, Alex, thank you for, for divulging that and for Anytime. getting your mother um, even more up in arms. <laughs> but people be up in arms to know that you have an independent movie coming out soon that you've been working on. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about that, what it's called, and, and your role in it? Yeah, so it's called Without a Country, and... Is it a sequel to Without a Paddle? <laughs> or No okay. Country for Old Men? It's a mashup. It is. <laughs> it's the prequel, maybe. <laughs> um, so it's about these two kids who get deported to Mexico. Uh, this young guy, Alex, actually, right? I know. Um, he... He lives in South Central LA, and he's actually a really good kid, smart. He wants to go to college on and study science, and he's applying for the scholarship. And they're like, you're wonderful. We just need a copy of your birth certificate. And then he's like, oh, hey, Mom, look at this. And she's like, oh, by the way, you're not a legal citizen of the United States of America. And he's like, what? And so <laughs> somehow... And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy, can you tell? Um, so somehow he gets picked up by the police and deported. And then my character, I'm playing a girl who's running away from home from Missouri. Um, Missouri or Missouri? <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> and, um, Missouri loves company. Yeah, exactly. And she gets caught stealing some booze, gives a fake name because she doesn't want her parents to find out where she is. The name she gives is that of an illegal citizen gets deported and she's kind of like this is awesome my parents definitely can't come get me in Mexico they have no idea where I am and then a few dangerous things cross her path and she realizes that she's not in a good place and she meets this Alex character and he kind of helps her maybe get out of Mexico yeah it was crazy that's exciting it it was amazing it was a and where'd you film really this around LA actually and in some parts of Ontario, California. That was our fake Mexico. <laughs> so <laughs> when I think Mexico, I think Ontario. Exactly. California. Exactly. Um and when can we see this? Well, it's being edited right now and hopefully submitted to tons of festivals. So probably in about a year or so. But yeah, it was, it's really exciting and it's crazy to go from Carly who is this sweet and you know slightly complicated as all young girls are in high school but don't i know it life is going swimmingly for her <laughs> she's dating this hot guy this cute guy likes her it's crazy and then the character that i play in without a country i really got to like take a bite out of her if that makes oh, yeah. any sense oh yeah so it's not a vampire movie but <laughs> not a vampire we really got movie. into it yeah <laughs> exactly oh well that's great we wish you all the success uh for the in-betweeners and this new project and everything going on and we hope you come back to promote your next film so oh, please definitely. do i will bring the orange extract okay <laughs> Thank you.
right, welcome back to TP with TP. I'm here in studio with the one, the only, the singer, the songwriter, the Joe Gillette. What's the word, Joe? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> the word is yo. Um, we're going to get right to the point here, cut to the chase, and we're going to give you a clip of Joe Gillette's music. Joe, what song is this? Uh, this song we're going to hear is called Live Forever. All right, and it's going to play forever in your head after you hear it. This is a clip. Joe Gillette's Live Forever. Well, that was great. That was perfect. That was everything I've ever wanted and more. That's really, that's really the perfect amount of time. I, I think like people got used to it, and then you just cut them off, and they, it stays with them longer. What I appreciate about that is, you know, some people say like leave them wanting more. Yeah. And I like to leave people where they don't even realize what they want. Yeah. More of. Well, I, I know that feeling a lot every time I look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, we're gonna proceed and give you the rest, the full. Uh, script. Perfect. Oh, live forever. Here it comes. I miss your bites, so kill the light. Get lost and now find in the dark, just breathing. Just breathing. In the crowd, I hold me down. Rhythm stop, but I can make it with a heart just beating, just beating. You run around till you fall down, baby. You know, you run around till you fall down, baby. You know, you run around till you fall down, baby. You know, you run around till you fall down, baby. You know, you run around till you fall down, baby. You know. Conquer love, but you let it cover you. God help me if I live forever. How am I supposed to die for? Don't let go of my throat to your eyes And then I know I wanna see what you're feeling I say your name in crimson blade Runs down and you can bet I'm a boy worth stealing You run around till you fall down, baby, you know. You run around till you fall down, baby, you know. You run around till you fall down, baby, you know. You run around till you fall down. You run around till you fall down, baby, you know. They say don't conquer love, but you let it cover. Die for you. They say don't conquer love. 
Is anyone else sweating? That was really... Yeah. That was triumphant. Thanks. That was epic, man. Thank you. When you hear a song like that that you've written, how many times have you heard a song that you've produced, that you've written, that you've sung? Oh, man. I mean, I guess I've probably heard that song... I don't know. I guess like definitely upwards of a hundred times, I would say. Have you ever forgotten the words to it? That one, no. Sometimes when you're singing live... Um, like if I don't practice beforehand, I get cocky and I think like, oh, I know all these songs. Um, sometimes what happens is I'll be singing the first verse, but thinking about the second one, making sure that I remember it. But, um, I have blanked before, but not with that one. Speaking of blanking, blank paper, what is your process? How do you go about putting pen to paper and creating your sound, that Joe Gillette smooth sound of victory? <laughs> um... Is that your album that's title? That's my album title. Is that title. your EP title? That's my. That's going to be it. Um, Actually, his EP title is Joe Gillette. Yeah. So if you go on iTunes to look for his music, look up Joe Gillette or Joe Gillette, and you should get there. Yeah. Which is good because Joe Gillette is also synonymous with that smooth sound of victory. That's true. Yeah. The best a man can get. Yes. <laughs> Gillette. Um, um, as far as the songwriting goes, it's usually um, a melody sort of stuck in my head, or... A lyric idea or I've I'm messing around on the guitar it can come any way but it's it's when it's when it's really exciting and inspiring it's when it's happening organically um, I rarely sit down with the intention to write a song uh, I have before and and I know I'll have to in the future but um, but when it's the most fun it's definitely when it's happening you know, real time. When you write, do you write knowing the sound you're going for? Can you stick to just telling the story of the lyrics or do you go into, 
This fits my range better. This fits my falsetto better. This fits my groove. I know I can hit this note and make people queeze. What am I? Yeah, that, yeah, I would say so. I'd say I, I usually, at this point, like stick to um, what I feel like are my strong suits. And um, so I sort of know, I, I sort of have a lower register and I write for that for the most part. Um, and then fa- the falsetto stuff and comes in every now and again, but uh, but yeah, I'll mess around with it. Like I'll, I, you know, again, if I'm just playing guitar and just singing, you know, it's usually gonna be something in my comfort zone, um, and then uh, I can mess around with key or anything like that um, as I write to sort of tailor make the song. What's the weirdest inspiration you've had for a song that you've written? Oh man. Um, the weirdest inspiration. I wrote a song about a Geo Metro one time. Tell me about it. It was about a 1994 <laughs> white Geo Metro. Was it written from the viewpoint of the Geo Metro? No. Because that would be an interesting song. <laughs> it was written from the viewpoint of how embarrassing it was to ride shotgun in that car. Okay. And it was my buddy's car. and um, And I just was... Yeah, I mean, that's like real true inspiration. Because <laughs> that thing, it was the kind of thing where we would, I would like slump down in my seat when we would pass other cars because it was just so embarrassing. I hope no one is listening to this show right now in a Geo Metro. I hope they are. Because <laughs> I feel like they'll get what I'm talking about. You're all going to get what we're talking about right now because we're going to play another Joe Gillette jam. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what our friends are about to hear? This is a song called You and I. Um, is this about you and me? It's about us. About us? It's yeah. about trust? Yeah, it's about <laughs> trust. <laughs> is that a JB reference? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. Keep it going. Um, yeah, this song is, uh, is a live recording, so I'm playing and singing at the same time, um, which, was, which was very uh, freeing because we just sort of like one take and we're done. Like the show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like it. It's like living on the edge. Did you write this song recently, or was this a long time coming? I wrote this about a year ago. This was like a quick one. I wrote, um, I mean, if I, it, I usually don't like to explain um, song meanings. I'm sorry I asked. But no, but I, but I will say that this one specifically... Um, was just about it, it's sort of a wedding song it's sort of like a a groom at the altar thinking about his his bride-to-be as she's coming towards him all right this is you and i by joe gillette Apologize 
Boys, I'm sorry I took so long to find you and Stand and speak Smile and weep If it's meant to be Then it's meant to be Hands and knees Cries and Cause I'm sorry I took so long to find you and I. That was you and I. You are all listening to Joe and I, yeah. and Joe, you, and someone else are in a band. That's correct. You have so much music in your life, it hurts. Yeah. The band you're also in is called Bluebird. Yes. Tell me about Bluebird. Bluebird um, essentially came from, um, I met this girl, her name is Brie Kuoko, and she sort of needed a guitar player, and I sort of wanted to jam with a, a female voice from time to time and then we we just really hit it off musically and um and so i started writing some tunes for her and 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 collaborating with her and we put uh we ended up recording uh an ep and with the help of a, a producer friend of ours chris french and uh a gr- <laughs> yeah and a great uh producer um seth Wallerman. Um, we 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 got really lucky and and put some really cool songs together. So so yeah, I play guitar and I sing and I play piano for for this band Bluebird with um with Bree on vocals and a friend of ours Trevor Peterson on the cajon, the percussion instrument. Let's blow people's mind. All right, let's play something for them. All right, what are they about to hear? This is um a cover song that we do that that we put on the EP and it is of uh. It's Be My Baby by originally by the Ronettes, I believe. All right, this is Bluebird performing Be My Baby.
Thanks. When you go about making a cover, does it ever feel like a sticky situation? Does it ever feel like you have a line to toe that you can't mm. exactly um, make it too far from the original right. or too close um, to the actual yeah. intended um, jam? I think you can. That can be a problem. I think the easiest way to go about it is to just sort of immediately bring what you already do to the song and if it doesn't work it doesn't work from an outsider standpoint i say to you joe what is it that you do what is mm -hmm. it that you bring to the cover yeah break that down for me well i think immediately it's like your tone you know like your your voice right away so um that's something that whatever the original has uh hopefully it's you sound a little different that's the thing. I feel like if vocally you're sort of covering your idol and the, the person that you maybe try to sing like a little bit or you learned um, sort of like how you wanted to sing from that person, then maybe that's not the best idea because you're sort of competing with that. Um, I always find that it's more fun to go the complete opposite way, you know. Um, with my own cover songs, when I, if I'm doing a cover at a show... The, the the easiest way for me to find something is is to go you know and pick like a female pop song which so right away if I start singing it it it, it couldn't sound more different you know um, the the less you can compare 
then I feel like the better off you are. And the more open an audience is gonna be to like, oh wow, that's such a cool interpretation, rather than being like, oh, you're you're singing your favorite song right now, you know, um, and trying to sing it just like the person. Is there a favorite cover that you've done? I do a cover of California Love uh, by uh, Dr. Dre mm -hmm. featuring Tupac. Yes, I understand. And as a California guy, yes, it's close to home for you. I love it because I've you're from Northern California. I yeah? am, yeah. And now you're in Southern California. So I've sort of been all I've been all over California. Um, so it is sort of a love letter to California, um, <laughs> and it was fun because there's no real melody to that song. It's a rap song, and um, so once I found the key that it was in, then it was just about like singing the words rather than rapping them, and it's always sort of a crowd pleaser. It's really fun to play. Do you have any more in the works? Any that you're working on, uh, like, or any that you're itching to do? I, 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 me and Bree really want to do, we do a mashup right now of Say My Name and uh, Always Be My Baby. Um, and so we want to do another one. We're trying to figure out what, but I think we want to put in some, some Britney Spears in there and maybe throw in like Rihanna. Um, we're all about those pop number one smash hits. So, <laughs> it'll be fun. Thank you very much for bringing the hits to us today. We You're really welcome. appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your schedule to of come course. on TP with TP. Say people are listening to this and they want more, Joe Gillette. Where can they find you outside of the Google? The Google. Um, you can find me on YouTube. Um, if, you, if you just type in... Um, I think my YouTube site is... Uh, youtube.com slash Joe K Gillette. Um, Joe K. Yeah, Joe K. My middle name is Kevin. What? <laughs> um, so Joe K with Kevin! Yeah, you can type that in. Or, you know, just type in Joe Gillette in the search thing and I've got a bunch of music vids up there. Um, also, you could, you could look me up on Facebook. I don't discriminate. If you want to be my friend, you can do that or you can just like my music page. Yeah. Um, and on Twitter at uh, Joe Gillette. On YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, in our hearts, Joe Gillette Music. Go out, buy it, support it. Joe, thank you for supporting us. Thanks, Tom. See you next time. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Right, that's our program. We want to thank you so much for checking us out. We hope you enjoyed it. Hello. Oh, hey, guy from the apartment complex. How you doing? Oh, you know, persevering. Yeah? As per usual? As persevering usual? It, it is the autumn of my discontent. Yeah, well, welcome. Welcome to the fall. How's it been? Well, you've been outside. Hardly feels like fall. I've been outside for a long time. It's great to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. It, it's been a busy summer. How's it been? What well, have you done? Um, I, I travel the world. I purchased a Hyundai Elantra. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank a you. Hyundai Elantra, a sedan, a wagon. It, it's it's a wagon, um, and luckily it's it's a refuge from my uh, from the elements, which my old car was not. It was not a Honda Element. No, no, uh, it was not hit by a Honda Element either. That's not why I had to end its life. I see. So, what do you like most about your new Hyundai Elantra uh, wagon? Well, I really like that I get Sirius XM radio. Uh, it's nice, and I was really looking forward to being able to listen to any NHL hockey game 
that. Yeah, was that's that... one of the great things about SiriusXM. You get not only the sports, not only the news or the, the hits, the alternative rock, whatever you're, you're, you're itching for. You um, get all the hockey you want. You're cutting to the chase, yeah. Do you feel like you're getting all the hockey you want right now? Right now, I am not getting any of the hockey that I want. Why? What's that about? Well... America, what's going on? North America, what happened to hockey? I think parts of North America, Canada, uh, know that there is a lockout going on in the NHL. Uh, But sadly, most of America does not. Most of America does not care. Uh, Mostly, America just glosses over it. Is that what's bothering you most this election season? If any president or presidential nominee could tell you they would end the NHL lockout, would they have your vote? Absolutely. I I don't want to get political, but I would trade the person I want to win the presidency for a full hockey season. Hey, you're a man of simple pleasures, I understand. It I feel like it matters more to me. What matters most to you in this time of economic struggle and strife? When you're trying to get your feet on, do you feel it at the gas pump? Do you feel it at the grocery store? Where do you catch up in this time of need? Well, I I live by a pretty simple economic axiom. Okay. I call it the Chipotle axiom. I'm listening. I love Chipotle. Everybody does. Like, yeah. You hardly ever are with It's people. a great Mexican haunt. It, it, it's a great equalizer. Yeah, everybody loves it. And how I feel about food is that Chipotle draws a very clear line to me. It costs about seven eighty. So I know for $7.80 that I will be completely satisfied. I'll be happy with how full I am. I'll be happy with the taste. I'll be happy with the overall experience. Like, I know for $7.80, happiness awaits. Is Chipotle sponsoring this segment? I'd like to be clear. No, no. Is no, Sirius no. XM sponsoring the previous <laughs> segment? I, I, I don't need to answer that. So I, I know this uh, about Chipotle. So any anytime I, I spend more than this, I think your listeners should take note of this too. The Chipotle axiom. Anytime you have spent $8, if you do not feel completely satisfied... It's a waste of money. Never go back to that restaurant. Ever. I, I understand it. Like a sit-down restaurant, you're not just paying for the food. You're paying for X, Y, and Z, for, I, I don't know, the waiter to have a stupid apron. Um, but I know for seven eighty for my money where I'm going. Chipotle. Chipotle, and you can ask all my OkCupid dates about that, too. <laughs> so Chipotle would be your last meal on Earth if it could? It, if it came down to it. Can you describe to me? Make the burrito for our listeners. What are you putting in it? Well, um, I, I start with the tortilla. I, I used to get the burrito bowl and then put the tortilla and wrap it around and piecemeal it together. But I like the burrito as a whole if it works. This is depending on whether or not I trust the person behind the counter. Uh, how what's the percentage of untrustworthy Chipotle employees? It depends mostly on the line. If there's a big line behind me, I can judge that they might be uh, pressed. But if I if I'm alone and I I tend to I tend to be in places where nobody else is, uh, then I know I can get the burrito. And what I really love, I love the burrito. I love how it is pressed. I feel like it is it's moistened to a perfect degree that. Microwaves don't achieve the same type. You have that moist burrito, and then you have the rice on, on top of it, and the beans. I always get the black beans. I don't, I don't like the pinto. I've ventured. I've tried. I don't like it. I like the veggies. The veggies are, are never too crisp, so they don't break up the texture of everything else in it. The barbacoa is really good. I like it, it, it more on the juicy side because then it can... Uh... Do you ever wait 
for it to be fresh. I do that sometimes when I go to these uh, buffet-style places. Like, I'll say, no, no, I'll wait for the fresh orange chicken. I, I have or a, I'll wait for the fresh. I have a friend who does that, and I, I judge him for it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think that makes people spit in your food. Like, I've worked at well, fast food restaurants. Man, spit tastes good, then. <laughs> I've worked at fast food restaurants. I know if people were behaving in that manner, I would be more... Are you openly admitting to spitting in people's food? I've never spit in anybody's food. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Sorry, go back to your, your favorite burrito. So, it's it's so delicious. Um, Soda-licious. Uh, and what's the, the most important part is, is what we are coming up on. I sometimes will go for the guacamole... And then say, oh, I forgot the salsas. Because with the salsas on, then the guacamole, it sits awkwardly. So I, I say, oh, the guacamole. Oh, maybe I will have the salsas. And I get the corn and the hot. And sometimes if I'm being, you know, sort of extra needy, I ask for an extra side of hot as well. Although oftentimes I think it's a dressing and I give it to someone else, which, whatever. Uh, and it just wraps up in so something about the foil and how they take the foil. You, you'll notice this. The next time you're at Chipotle, they take the foil and then they flip your burrito. Um, it makes the juices, uh, gravity affects them. So it goes through the meat. And I think that is a okay, very Trent. a very quiet secret that Chipotle has that they never discuss. Earlier on this sode, one Alex Franca was giving us some family recipes. Do you have any recipes for disaster or puns that you can offer us? Yes, and this works if you are a vegan or not a vegan. I never specify how much shortening you need in the recipes I write, because I like to leave some margarine for error. I don't know what to say. Seen any good movies this fall? It's starting to be award season for the film industry. I, I haven't, but I'm excited because I hear Clint Eastwood remade American History X. Hmm. Uh, Trouble with the Curb. Are you sure that's the movie title? Isn't he working on another one? Yeah, I think he's working on one about uh, a 17th century sailing expedition, Trouble with the Scurve. Checkmate. All right, guy from the apartment complex, any thoughts on the election before you have to depart? Does anyone besides me remember the Iraq War? All right, thank you very much, guy from the apartment complex. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time, all right? Bye. All right, that's our program. We want to thank you so much for checking us out. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We want to take this moment to thank our guests. Thanks to Alex Franca, Joe Gillette, Guy from the Apartment Complex. Thanks to Sammy J for the Rhythms. Thanks to Bob, as always. Thank you, Trent. You'll see us next time, or you'll hear us next time, on TP with TP. That's the podcast with Tom Polos. There's always more at thepolosgrounds.com. Happy New Year's.